could we once again draw together as a global family with an opportunity to respond to a global virus and to needs of hunger and helplessness and homelessness all around the world and to give expression as a global family. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is a network of people and churches working together to spread the hope of Christ. For more than 25 years, CBF has been driven by its mission to serve Christians and churches as they discover and fulfill their God-given mission. Join the fellowship at work in long-term global missions in more than 25 countries. Join them too as they strive to form healthy congregations and support the ministers that serve them. Put your faith to action. Visit cbf.net to get connected. This episode is also brought to you by the 2020 ChurchNet Spring Gathering, now a virtual event due to coronavirus. Join ChurchNet online on April 24th for their spring gathering, Hope Overflowing, based on Romans 15.3. Keynote speaker will be Paul Masisa, president of the Baptist World Alliance and a pastor in South Africa. There will also be reports on missions efforts in Guatemala and Cuba and how you can connect and get involved. Find out more information at churchnet.org and then join them online April 24th Hope Overflowing. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Elijah Brown, General Secretary of the Baptist World Alliance. I wanted to talk to Elijah right now because the coronavirus pandemic is truly a global phenomenon. It's impacting Baptists, not just in the United States, but around the world. We've been covering those types of stories at wordandway.org. You can find articles over the last several weeks about how Baptists around the world have been dealing with and ministering in spite of coronavirus. And we have stories about Baptists from over 20 different countries there. So I encourage you to go to wordandway.org and check out some of our reports. But I want to have Elijah on the show to talk even more about some of the things that are happening, the impact it's had on the Baptist World Alliance, as well as Baptists around the world. We've had Elijah on the program a couple of times before. He was actually episode number one. So if you haven't been with us or hadn't checked out that first episode, you can hear more from Elijah and, and a little bit more generic conversation about who the BWA is and what they do. And then also he was on episode 72 about a year ago. In both of those, he tells some stories about various Baptists that he'd had a chance to visit. They're very different conversations from this one. So I'd encourage you to check those out. But as we're in this time of coronavirus, I think it's, it's really important that we remember that this is a global phenomenon and that our Baptist sisters and brothers around the world are struggling in some similar ways and in some unique ways from what we are experiencing through all of this today. And so I hope that you find this conversation encouraging and helpful as we figure out how to deal with this medical crisis globally. So here's my interview with Elijah Brown of the Baptist World Alliance. All right. Well, Elijah, thanks for joining us back on the program. Well, it's a joy to be back with you, Brian. For the first time, we are not doing an interview in person, you and I. And so this is a little bit different format. This is the the time in which we are living. And that's what we're going to be talking about because it's impacting you and your work at the Baptist World Alliance in a number of ways. 
but before we get into some of that kind of stuff, I wonder if maybe you could just share, you know, on a more personal level, as you're working, I can see you on the video screen. Everyone else is just listening to us, but you're working at home, not at the office, like like I'm working at home and not in the office. So, so how are things going for you as you're juggling these new things that we're doing right now? Well, like everyone else in the world, it's been a transition to remote working and to working to enhance our relationships through new formats. At a personal level, we've had some struggles in our own family. My wife's grandfather, who was 96, was living in a nursing home in New Orleans and, uh, like so many other stories, contracted this virus on Good Friday. He passed away from the coronavirus and went to be with the Lord. And just yesterday, we had a burial. One of his granddaughters was able to be present and to Facebook live stream that moment so that the rest of us could join in. So there have been some personal challenges. There have been some professional challenges. And yet we sense the Lord's goodness and his call to rest without anxiety in him at this moment. We, of course, grieve with Amy and, and the whole family. And of course, you, I'm sure, like I am experiencing being a substitute school teacher at times as well. And so these are unusual times. Well, you know, I, part of my responsibilities is to travel often. And being at home for now six weeks in a row is not something I've done in a while. So we're also trying to look at it through that lens and enjoy some extra family time. There you go. Yeah, it was one of the things I was going to ask you about, because as we think about the ways this is impacting you, I, I knew it had to have canceled travel for you not only already, but you know, many more trips I'm sure have been canceled. So I wonder what are you kind of missing and how has this impacted your ability to meet with Baptists around the world? Well, we have had multiple trips canceled, both in the immediacy and even up into the fall as people are trying to look ahead and make wise decisions through all of it. Probably the hardest decision in all of that was the decision to postpone the 22nd Baptist World Congress from this July 2020 to July 2021. That was a, a difficult but not an unprecedented decision for the Baptist World Alliance. And in the end, it, it seems like it was the, the best decision. And I'd ask for all of us to continue to pray for Baptists in Brazil. The largest Baptist convention there, their general secretary is named Socrates. And as we speak today, Socrates is in a hospital struggling with the coronavirus. As of earlier this week, he'd been moved from a critical condition into a stable condition, but still a quite serious one. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the Congress, and I'm not surprised that was pretty heavy on your mind here to already mention that. You know, obviously that's something been building for for five years, even before you were in the role of general secretary to have the Congress. This is a big event every five years. Uh, you, you did mention, of course, there have been some times of World War II. I guess the canceled completely. And there's been some other times when Youth Congress has been postponed because of the SARS. And so, yeah, pushing all of that back from this July to next July. Now it's together 2021. I guess as you're looking at this, you know, as a global body, what, what do you see happening as far as the BWA's ministry in this time? So you're not preparing now for the Congress and you're not able to travel and speak at conventions and meet with people. So what are you doing now that you know wasn't what you were planning, but what does your, your ministry role look like now? First of all, I would encourage everybody to go to bwario.org, and they can see all the information for the updated 
Congress that's that's coming next year and hope that everyone will be able to join with us. But just several weeks ago, we were able to launch Standing Together, a global response plan. This is a holistic initiative by the Baptist World Alliance to give leadership and to give collaborative guidance and ongoing ministry support to Baptists all around the world. This includes elements of prayer, elements of aid, elements of theological reflection, human rights and religious freedom monitoring. While we had not intended to launch a comprehensive response to a global pandemic, I'm grateful for the leadership that has come together around the Baptist Road Alliance family to engage in this process. We had a kickoff prayer event several weeks ago where we had over 200 individuals from around the world join into a time of collective prayer, and then over 600 people signed up for 30-minute prayer times from over 44 different countries. Along the way, we've also been working on aid and aid responses. The Baptist World Alliance made available an emergency grant to all 240 member bodies. And to date, we've been able to give these emergency grants to all regions of the world. As we visit today, Brian, we've given 51 emergency grants in over 30 different countries, impacting over 80,000 people around the world. We also launched in partnership with 21 Wilberforce, a new religious freedom violations and monitoring form, which some have taken advantage of. We are concerned that around the world, two items might be occurring. One, that religious minorities might be might find themselves in situations of discrimination and not have access to the health care that they need. And two, that in some places, especially as this virus continues to spread, that they may use right closures of, of churches or places of worship at the moment and turn those temporary uh, closures into permanent closures. And so we're monitoring those situations uh, in all 125 countries where the BWA has a, has a presence. Yeah, I, I've seen that you put out some information about that monitoring and encouraging Baptists to let you know if they've they've seen a violation. And I don't know if you can speak to any of this, but uh, has there been an issue yet? Or are you still kind of a watch and see and pray kind of moment? At this point, most of the requests that we have received for help through that particular format come from countries that were already struggling with significant religious freedom violations, and they're raising their own concerns that mirror just what I noted to you. We've not seen yet something unique just because of the virus. I'm grateful for that, that there doesn't seem to be much discrimination on the basis of religion, but countries that were already of concern remain of significant concern. Right. And obviously, the longer this goes on as a serious threat, the the more likely those types of violations be, could, could become a problem. And, and you mentioned the, the grant program that you're doing. And so I think that that's you know, exciting to see because you know, a lot of these Baptist unions are very small. They're you know, a lot of times in impoverished countries and communities and are very much minorities in most parts of the world in, in their own communities. And so you know, as we're looking at this in nearly every single country in the world has coronavirus to some degree right now. So that seems to be a really significant part of what the BWA is doing in this time. You mentioned the prayer time, which I also participating in that was, was I think, such a fascinating moment with a call where everyone could be on the phone at the same time. And of course, we're seeing this at a church level, churches across the world, not just here in the United States, but Baptists around the world are learning how to live stream their worship or do phone calls. And so here here you all facilitated a phone conversation with people around the world 
talking live on the phone with prayer requests and telling updates from what was happening. And that was, I think, pretty exciting to be able to hear, you know, in that real time, what was happening in every region that the Baptist World Alliance is in. And so that was, I think, a really important and exciting time to be a part of. Well, I'm grateful for these opportunities to connect. And as you noted, there are so many places around the world that really are struggling. Some scholars are saying that up to half a billion people will take a step backwards into poverty because of this reality. I read a new report from the World Health Organization just this morning, which says based on their modeling, up to 10 million individuals in Africa will ultimately contract the coronavirus. And so, Brian, it's been interesting to see how the response at a, at a global level within the Baptist family, some have viewed this as a missionary opportunity. I've been reflecting, Brian, that it, it took persecution to move the church out of Jerusalem into Antioch. And in some situations, it seems like it's taking this virus to move the church to have more open doors through the technology that is available to all of us. I think about Baptists in Latvia, for example, which are using this emergency grant to buy some time on a local TV station to broadcast their Easter service for the very first time. They were also able to use this emergency grant to open three different prayer lines so that as people are watching this Easter service, they can call in and express their prayer concerns and have someone pray with them over the phone. Other groups have used this as an opportunity to buy radio slots for the very first time and to pass messages about education or that, that they're being prayed for and that they're being concerned and they can find a source of encouragement. Of course, many countries and many Baptists have used this through the lens of anxiety. We received a PowerPoint slide from a Baptist hospital in Zimbabwe walking us through some of their hospital rooms and showing us beds that were made out of metal and that had no mattress on them at all. And this was the best that their facility had to offer to those who were coming in and seeking medical care. So some have viewed it as a missionary opportunity. Some have viewed it through a ministry lens. And it's just been overwhelming to see how many have tried to respond with a proactive ministry stance. Out of these 51 grants that we've given around the world, around 80 to 85% of them have gone to hunger issues. As one convention wrote to us this week, they said, our people do not fear the virus, they fear the hunger. And so it's both a conviction and an encouragement to see these Baptists who are minority groups in their own country respond with open arms to their community around them. I think about Baptists in Bangladesh, for example. They noted that it's impossible to have social isolation in those areas of the community that have the highest urban poverty. In some of those contexts, 25 to 30 families will share one faucet and one kitchen sink. So the Baptist churches in Bangladesh over the last month have built 200 hand-washing stations outside of their churches, and they are now feeding 5,000 people across their country. And they created a 24-7 hotline staffed by six volunteer Baptist doctors and two staff 
to just answer medical questions all day and all night long so that they can offer a service to their community. These are fantastic stories, Elijah, and these are why I wanted to have you on the program, because I know that you're hearing these stories and are connecting with Baptists around the world, and it's exciting to hear the ways that Baptists are being faithful and ministering in health ways, in hunger ways, in evangelistic ways during this this very difficult time. And so we appreciate you sharing those stories with us so that we can also be inspired and that we can pray for those unions that you've mentioned as well, as well as others that are, are trying similar efforts right now in, in these times. So I wonder if you've had a chance to kind of reflect on this moment yet, as you think about, you know, the, the BWA is, is, you know, focused on this idea that the kingdom transcends these boundaries and these borders that, that people have drawn. And, and we are at a time when those borders right now are closed most national borders are closed. You can't fly there even if they, they weren't. And so how do we be that global body in a time like this when it's it's difficult, if not impossible, to cross those borders? We all have an opportunity to to expose and to gain awareness. And Brian, what you and Word and Way are doing to share these stories so that we can hear and learn from them is right at the top of that list. And I, I commend you and I commend all of our listeners to go to Word and Way and to subscribe if they haven't already done so and to see the good work that that Brian and others are doing to draw attention to this global church. I would encourage all of us to continue to pray with and for one another. I think about one of our member bodies in India which wrote back and said, we don't need one of these emergency grants in our particular area. Share it with someone else who has need, but let the church know that in India, we are praying for you. In South Sudan, they wrote back and said, we've hosted a 24-hour fasting experience where we fasted for the global church and asked God to send his hand of healing and hope around the world. We can all participate in these endeavors. And the Baptist World Alliance is even now beginning the early stages of building a global worship experience on Pentecost weekend. This upcoming Pentecost weekend, May the 31st, we are inviting Baptists all around the world to give expression to this oneness and to do so in hopefully three different ways. On Friday evening, May the 29th, and on Saturday afternoon on May the 30th, the Baptist World Alliance will be hosting a global worship experience where you can tune in, on social media platforms and join together to sing, to worship, to pray, to hear these stories for yourself. And so I would encourage all of you to go to the BWA social media pages at Baptist World and to look for information there. Then on Sunday the 31st, we're asking every Baptist church to do something in their service to recognize the global family. Maybe that's a time of dedicated prayer. Maybe that's a mention in the sermon. Maybe that's sharing a testimony that you can get from the BWA website, but would you do something in your church on Pentecost Sunday to stand with the global church? And the third is we're asking all the Baptist churches to designate a portion of the offering that they receive on May the 31st and give it away to Baptists around the world who are facing the greatest need. A hundred years ago, in 1919, the Baptist world body came together right after the Spanish flu and authorized for the very first time a Baptist World Aid gift. And that very first gift went out in 1920 to respond to the Spanish flu 
and to issues of hunger that had emerged because of World War I. A hundred years later, to the very year, on Pentecost Sunday, could we once again draw together as a global family with an opportunity to respond to a global virus and to needs of hunger and helplessness and homelessness all around the world and to give expression as a global family. So I would encourage all of, our, all of us who are listening to really begin praying now how they can set aside Pentecost weekend for a truly global worship experience. Fantastic. That's uh, exciting to, to hear that news. This is this is new to me, so I feel like, I feel excited to hear about what's what's coming up for Pentecost. And I love that reminder that a hundred years ago, Baptists were going through this same type of experience. You know, I know this this feels unusual, un, even unprecedented, uncharted to us, but our churches, our our unions, our institutions like the BWA have lived through these types of moments. And I think that can give us encouragement that we can too, and that there's a chance to be faithful in in new ways and perhaps even in more significant ways. It, it makes me wonder, so what's going to be the, this year you're celebrating 100 years of Baptist World Aid. What are they going to be celebrating in 50 or 100 years that came out of what we're experiencing right now in 2020? To all of our churches right now, I would encourage us, be focused less on attractional models and more on missional models. You know, there's such a, a tendency, even if, if you're a pastor in the United States today and you think, well, we don't have the same technology resources. We don't have the same staff levels that can produce these incredible online worship experiences. That's okay, because we don't need to revert back to the model of the 1980s and the 1990s, where it's about who can build the most attractional model. Now, don't, now don't misunderstand me. If you have those resources, use them well for the kingdom. But if you don't, the, the challenge before us is not to try to create the most attractive online presence. The challenge is to really, if we're a pastor, if we're a church leader, if we're a small group leader, if we're a leader with youth or children, it's to really mobilize our people to be missional leaders, to live dispersed as the church in our communities. And I, I've thought in our living room, we have these big, beautiful bay windows that look out at the street. And every Sunday morning, as we gather in front of our TV and we lift our hands and praise and worship, I've thought I never would have anticipated having this kind of communal presence and this kind of worship outpouring in front of my very neighbors who can look into our house and see what we're doing as a family. But this is who we've called to be. This is a moment for all of us to be like Daniel, to go into our private places, but to open the windows and declare our trust in God, no matter the circumstances that we may be facing. I've seen on social media, a lot of people posting things about, you know, the first place they want to go when, you know, they don't have to stay at home, you know, whether it's, you know, Chick-fil-A or, you know, whatever kind of restaurant that they're, they're missing right now. But uh, what about you? So the first time you get to hop on an airplane, and go somewhere, where, where do you want to be able to go? Well, I'll say this, that so far, the next trip that I have scheduled that hasn't yet been canceled is to Russia. And what, a, what an incredible opportunity that will be. And I hope that I'm able to maintain that trip. As many will know, the Baptist church in Russia is facing a really challenging moment. In addition to all of the challenges that they're facing with the coronavirus, the seminary there in late February was found by the government to not be meeting certain 
educational standards and their licensure for their seminary where they had 1,200 students pursuing an MDiv was revoked. And so that seminary is now asking itself a question now every seminary in the world is asking themselves, how do we move forward with quality theological training and pastoral training in, a, in this unprecedented time? We received word just this last week that the primary Christian campground run by Baptists in Russia is now also under threat of closure because of some new government restrictions and regulations that have been put in place. And so I'm hopeful, Brian, that I'll be able to get on a plane and to stand with them and to let them know that our Baptist family is praying with them and for them in the midst of all of these challenges. Well, hopefully that that will not be your next trip canceled and that you'll be able to make it. So, well, I want to, as we kind of wrap up the conversation here, you've mentioned a, a number of things that are happening and I know you've kind of steered people to social media at Baptist world anywhere, right? Facebook at Baptist world, Twitter, Instagram. You're not on TikTok though, right? Not yet. <laughs> as well as obviously the, the website, uh, bwanet.org. But are there, you've mentioned some, and I just want to kind of wrap them all up together. What are some specific ways that people, as they're listening to this conversation, if they want to connect and and do more, uh, particularly in this moment with some of the, the global Baptist initiatives, can you kind of walk us through ways that people can get involved and, and can help? Absolutely. I would encourage you to go to the BWA website, bwanet.org slash COVID-19 response. And there we have listed ways for people to pray, to give, to learn, and to serve. And I would encourage all of us to do all four of those. I would encourage us to give. These are challenging times for so many Baptists around the world. I think about Asha in Northeast India, who wrote in a prayer request and said, not only am I concerned about hunger in my community, I'm concerned about children and women who are now made even more vulnerable to human trafficking. We heard from Heshan in Sri Lanka who said, I'm concerned about the level of starvation that I see in our community. The same again in Kenya, who said our government is encouraging us to wash our hands, but in some portions of the country, the tap water has run dry. So in these very, we're all facing challenges, but for so many around the world, these challenges are much more around life and death. So would you give and would you give generously? Would you pray? Would you pray faithfully? And would you join together in this Pentecost worship experience so that we can stand together as a Baptist family in worship and in service with one another? Well, thank you, Elijah, for all the work that you are doing in ministering around the world from your from your house during these unusual times. And thanks for sharing some of these stories with us on the program. Well, it's a joy to do so. Thank you. These are surreal moments, but they are kingdom moments. If we feel like we cannot change the world, grab hold of the kingdom and trust in God's ongoing providence. Brian, thank you for what all you and Word and Way are doing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptists Without an Adjective. You can learn more about us at wordandway.org. And don't forget to check out our sponsoring partners for this week's episode, churchnet at churchnet.org and the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will share it with your friends on Facebook and head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and write a positive review to help more people to find the show. You can find easy-to-share links at podcast.wordandway.org. If you'd like to give to support this program, we greatly appreciate it. 
All you have to do at wordway.org is hit the donate button and whatever you give there will help support the production of this podcast as well as our website and monthly magazine. And speaking of that magazine, if you're not a subscriber, I've got a deal where you can try out one year for half off. Just go to tinyurl.com slash wwoffer. If you have any comments or feedback about this program, you can send those to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. Thanks for listening.